Hello, I'm Sherry Jorgensen. Thank you so much for coming and joining us on our podcast channel. If you have not had a chance to visit spiritualcrusade.com, please do and enjoy the content we deliver on a daily basis, like talks, quotes, memes, come follow me, lesson helps, and many, many, many more things. So visit us and visit us often. Today, I'm going to talk to you about why people dwindle in unbelief. The question, why do people dwindle in unbelief, is something that I've often thought about as you read in the Book of Mormon of the Nephite nation who was strong and faithful and valiant in following the Lord, and then over the years they dwindled in unbelief to the point of actually extinction. And then you have the Jaredites, the same situation happened there. And then I also watch individuals and people that I know in my life right now who will be strong and faithful and following the Lord. And then somehow something happens and I don't really know exactly what happens, but they seem to dwindle in unbelief. And I've thought a lot about this. And as I was thinking about it, someone who is very dear to me happened to say, I am struggling with whether or not God exists. This individual happens to be a strong and faithful, valiant, courageous and enduring Um, individual and his faith wouldn't walk with the Lord. So suddenly I understood unbelief better. And I realized that we all have unbelief. Haven't you suffered from unbelief? Don't we all struggle with blindness or an inability or willing to see what the Lord wants us to see? Haven't we all joined the desperate father in the New Testament with, I believe, help my unbelief? I know I have. I mean, I know you can heal Bob, Susie, and Frank, but can you heal my child? I know you can move the Browns, the Phillips, and the Williers, but can you move my family? I understand these doctrines, but what about this one? I believe you are in the details of my friends' and family's lives, but are you in the details of my life? Do you truly hold me in the palm of your hand? Isn't it so much easier to believe for other people? But it, when, when it comes to us, doubt settles in. I know for me, I, this has happened so many times where I have faith, I do believe, but I, then I'm filled with unbelief. And every single time I've hit my knees, turned to the Lord with a desperate cry of unbelief. And every single time I come away with a stronger testimony, a firmer foundation, more determined conviction, and feeling loved beyond measure. It doesn't always happen immediately. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this, but it does happen eventually. He can expand our understanding, increase our knowledge, heal our ailments, and direct our lives and wrap his arms around us. So, what is the difference? Why is some unbelief? result in a stronger conviction and a stronger understanding of Heavenly Father's love for us, and others lead to dwindling in unbelief. I honestly believe that the difference is in the cry for help. It's in turning to the Lord for answers or turning to the Lord for relief, personal revelation, direction, whatever it is, but as the, the cry of that desperate father, I believe, help my unbelief. As he cries to the Lord, help me, help me. So regardless what it was, in that situation, it was a daughter who was ill. 
I know you can heal her, but I just can't believe it. Like, can you really heal my daughter? But this can happen even with doubts. Like, I do believe the gospel in so many aspects, but what about this situation? What about this conference talk? So let's just look at Lehi's family. I just feel like this is the perfect example. Let's focus on Nephi, Laman, and Lemuel. All three of these brothers left their home, their wealth, their friend, and their comforts to follow their father into the wilderness. All three of these brothers went to Laban to get the plates, and all three of these brothers endured the desert for many, many, many years. All three of these brothers crossed the large, expansive, unknown waters to the land of promise. So why did Nephi have greater eternal perspective? Why did he trust the Lord while Laman and Lemuel continued to go through the motions, getting more and more angry all the time from their belief that their father was a visionary man who took them on a wild adventure and who was going to leave them in a new land with none of their previous comforts or wealth? (laughs) The difference was in their personal relationship with God. Nephi poured out his heart with questions and concerns. He saw answers for himself. He got on his knees. He pleaded to know. He, he listened. He didn't just ask. He listened. Today's day and age, we really have to take the time. That's a key word. We have to hear what the Lord is telling us to do. And so we have to take time to listen. And there's not much time in the day left. Am I correct? I mean, the days fly by. But if we want answers from the Lord... We have to listen to him. It's the exact same as when you're talking to your children and you want them to, they come with you you for an answer that they think they know the answer to and you want to give them the answer, but they're too busy. They're too stubborn. They don't want to listen. So it's the same thing. We have to come to the Lord and we have to be willing to listen. Where Laman and Lemuel refused to pray. And so they were left to their own understanding. This is, a, this is a difficult place to be because we need the Lord. He will quiet the chaos that the world has to offer. And he will give us a calmness and a peace and an understanding to help us know better. Another thing to remember is the Lord doesn't work on quickly. He really never has. He leads and he guides line upon line, here a little and there a little. Now, that's difficult because we live in a world of instant gratification. Everything is immediately at our fingertips. That's not how God deals. God deals in constant, lasting, strengthening, building, and eternal. When I think about how the Lord works, I often think of fad diets. The friends I know who have jumped on the bandwagon and lost lots of weight in a short amount of time, sadly, all the ones I know have gained the weight back. Because they didn't really change, it was just a quick fix. Instant doesn't really work. Instead, we need new habits, new ideas, and a new focus that come over time so that we become new people in the Lord. The Lord's ways are always best. They're not always our ways. And they're certainly not the world's ways, but they are always the best ways. So it's obvious we really need prayer. Prayer is key to allowing our doubts work miracles in our lives. Doubts are actually blessings. They increase our understanding. They increase our knowledge. They increase our faith. They increase our hope. They increase 
everything if we will include the Lord in the process. Alma 34, 39 is a really good scripture. And what does it say? Yay. And I also exhort you, my brethren, that ye be watchful unto prayer continually, that ye may not be led away by the temptations of the devil, that he may not overpower you, that he may not become his subjects of the last day. For behold, he rewardeth you no good thing. And that's exactly right. When we don't turn to the Lord, we turn our will over to the adversary because he's sitting there waiting. He's anxiously, patiently waiting for us to lean upon our own understanding. And then he wants to be there to help us with our understanding, right? So if we turn to the Lord, we quiet the adversary down. We say, no, thank you. I'm going to talk to my Heavenly Father. I know that he will direct me 100%. Along with prayer, we need scriptures. I am so in love with the scriptures because I, find, I get so much personal revelation when I combine these two together. And just like it says in Corinthians, the word of God is more than just word. It is power. The scriptures give us power, power to see clearly, power to walk with Christ, power to hear the parables and to understand the mysteries of heaven, powers to heal our hearts, change our lives and mold us into the people we were meant to be. The scriptures talk of Christ, they preach of Christ, and they pour Christ's love into our lives. It is the absolute perfect equation for personal revelation, which is personal understanding, personal calming, you know, it's the perfect equation for helping us get through our unbelief, for helping us get through sticky, difficult situations in our lives where we are, don't understand or don't see the Lord's hand for a moment, or we don't understand, is this your way? Help me. Help me. So why with all, with these two tools, we have scriptures, we have prayer, which equal personal revelation. Do we still have unbelief? Because we don't always take advantage of them. Why do we sometimes still choose unbelief rather than choosing prayers of faith and times of trust like Nephi? Why are we sometimes like Laman and Lemuel? I believe one of our biggest battles with not choosing the Lord is time. I previously talked about this because time is a huge issue. Everybody has the exact amount of time in their day. Every single person. There's always been a problem with finding time for Christ finding room for him in his our li- in his in our lives. I often think to myself, there quote there are, there was no room in the inn, unquote. I quoted those so you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> when I feel too busy to study the scriptures, I think to myself, is there room in my life for Christ to rest his head? One thing I have found as I have as I make room for Christ is that there's always time for everything else. It's actually amazing. Because when I put everything else first, there's no time for Christ. There's no time for prayer, scriptures, listening. But when I put the Lord first and I do my scriptures and I do my prayer, regardless of what's going on in the day, there's always room for everything else. Everything else fits in. Another thing that I think is hard sometimes is sometimes reading scriptures is difficult for people. And I actually think this happens to everybody. I mean, yes, it's difficult for people who aren't used to reading the scriptures, but I think it's difficult for people who 
are used to reading the scriptures. We all have mountains and valleys in our walk with the Lord. We'll have times where we're running and times when we're walking and times when we trip. It's universal. And I'm not trying to talk for everybody. So I'll just say for myself, I believe it's universal because it makes me feel better. But everybody that I really know has valleys and mountains, times when they're really doing great scriptures and times when they're not. But the thing about it is, is that scriptures have power. We need them in our lives. So if reading the scriptures is difficult for you because you suffer from unbelief, you don't know, are they really the, the secret to your struggles? Are they really going to bring peace into your life? Are they really going to help you help you overcome addiction? Are they really going to help you answer the questions that you have? Are they really going to bring you the faith and the hope you need to solve really difficult situations in your life? So if you're suffering from unbelief and you just don't know, is the scriptures are really going to help you, is prayer really going to help you? And you really kind of think, I need to lean upon my own understanding. Do me a favor. Just open them and run your fingers through the pages. Do it every single day until you feel the strength to read them. There are There is power in the pages of the scriptures. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he will strengthen us if we will turn to him. You cannot get stronger if you don't go to the gym and lift or do your exercise. Even if you think it's too difficult, I don't know if I can do it. Even if you think, is that really going to work for me? I'm really out of shape. Am I really going to get better? I mean, look at the guy over there. He's buff as can be. And I'm sitting over here and haven't worked out for years. I mean, is there anything I can really do? Yes, there is. Get to the gym and start lifting and you're going to start getting better. Don't worry about where other people are spiritually and where you are spiritually. You're at a perfect spot. Just right where you're at right now, the Lord wants to bless you. The Lord wants to heal you and the Lord wants to help you. He will carry you until you can walk on your own. If you will just turn to him but you've got to open the scriptures. You've got to get on your knees and pray. But if you can't get on your knees and pray, 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 ask, listen, and respond. Do the things that you feel. I record it in a journal because I forget so easy. So I write down the feelings I have and then I go back and look at them. And then I try to respond to the things he's asked me to do. So I understand how difficult life can be. And I do have a story that's kind of a fun story um, about a dear friend of mine who was taking missionary lessons and loving it when her mind became overwhelmed. So she stopped. Uh, And then a few years later, she found herself in a very deep and dark depression, a really, really bad one. She could not see any light and she honestly did not know what to do. She was just in a really hard place. She had been attending a church in her town and so she called the pastor to seek for help. And he told her that, you know, oh, okay, I hope you get better soon. And we'll hope you get better soon. And I'll see you when you are. So she was like, okay, well, I'm still depressed. <laughs> I still need help. She didn't know what to do. So she prayed. And the Lord told her, or she felt like she had the feeling that she should go to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And she had been there before and we, she had friends. And so she made, figured out a way to get out of bed. She hadn't been out of bed in a long time. I can't remember how long, but she was really struggling. And she got herself out of bed and she went to church. And she just sat in the back of the room. Well, Judy, which bless her heart, is the absolute neatest person in the world. She goes around and just blesses lives all the time. And you know why? Because she's had to walk through trials 
and tribulations that none of us would want to want to have to walk through. But because of it, she lifts and carries so many people. Like we talk about all of these things that we go through, all this unbelief that we go through, trials, tribulations, illness, health, financial, whatever it is, the Lord will use to help other people, not only us, we grow, we become better, but then we also become an extension of his hand and we get to help other people. So here comes Judy. Judy walks into church and where do you think she sat? Yep, she sat right by my dear friend. And it, they happened to have a conversation and they happened to, she and my friend happened to mention to her that she was really struggling with depression. So Judy, or Mary Poppins, reached into her bag and pulls out the Enzyme magazine. And she flips to an article and she hands it to her. And she says, you know what? Go home, read this article and do exactly what it says. This article offered three simple suggestions for everyday living. Pray, read the scriptures, and do an act of service every single day. So my friend said, you know what? I had nothing to lose. She said, I decided I could just close my eyes and offer a quiet prayer. I could probably manage to read one verse a day. And for service, she just figured, you know what? She had children and a husband. I'll just do one thing each day for my family. Whether it's make dinner, clean the front room, whatever it was. I was going to do one thing a day. Slowly, very slowly, her darkness turned to light. Her depression turned to joy, and she could once again feel the love of her Savior. In this story, she ended up calling the missionaries, took the lessons, and joined the church. But the point is, she got better through Christ. She turned to Christ through the simple things we're talking about. Reading your scriptures, saying your prayers, and acts of service. And she is the most wonderful, strongest, loving member I know. She joined the church running, changing lives, teaching love, and sharing joy. Today, she will tell you to do exactly what she did. Read every day, pray every day, and do an act of service every day. It will make all the difference as it has for her and for all the others that have decided to take her simple advice. It's all about finding Christ in our life right where we are. It's absolutely the most perfect spot to start. You don't need to do anything except for start today right where you're at. If all you can do is lay in bed and offer a quiet prayer, read one verse and do something simple for your family, it's enough. The Lord will bless your life. He will transform your belief into blessings your unbelief <laughs> into blessings, blessings that you never could foresee or never could comprehend. Joshua 1, 9. I have not commanded thee, be strong and of good carriage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thy go. Doubts and concerns, worries and questions and darkness are all opportunities to grow. As we turn to the Lord, He will turn the light on in our lives and fill our pleading hearts with understanding and wisdom. Our concerns will be soothed, our hearts will be calmed with peace, and our doubts will be clarified by greater light. Christ loves us. He has done everything in His power to bring us home. And all we have to do is trust Him, follow Him, 
and believe in faith. Moroni 9.27 says, Doubt not, but be believing. Cry unto God, I believe, help my unbelief. And he will bring hope, faith, understanding, love, compassion, peace, and joy into your life. It could take some time. It's okay. Line upon line, here a little, there a little. Allow him to change you. And when he does, go and bless every single person you can. Help them find their help in their unbelief and give them the comfort that God has given you. We can all be the Lord's hands, an extension of his hands, so that we can bring more to Christ. We can help others find his love and his joy and that we can be complete together as one. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've been able to pull any nuggets of truth or things to help you through the week, please come back. We have a podcast every single week that we would love you to come listen to, share if you get the opportunity, and we will see you next week. Bye.